0: This is Holistic Counseling, the podcast for mental health therapists who want to deepen their knowledge of holistic modalities and build their practice with confidence. I'm your host, Chris McDonald, licensed therapist. I am so glad you're here for the journey. Welcome to today's episode of the Holistic Counseling Podcast. I'm your host, Chris McDonald. Before we start today, I wanted to say hello to my new listeners. As a listener, you have access to my free nine-part email course, Becoming a Holistic Counselor. In this course, you'll explore different holistic strategies, how to develop your skills as a holistic counselor, and how to manifest your holistic practice through journaling. Go to www.holisticcounselingpodcast.com, scroll down, and enter your name and email address today. Have you wondered what goes on behind the scenes of a wellness podcast? Today's guest is here to pull back the curtain and give you the scoop. Marriott Snyman is an award-winning journalist and host of the Calm, Clear, and Helpful podcast show highlighting emotional health, relationship, and personal growth content. Combining decades of experience in the magazine industry with her longing to share information on navigating life's challenges. Marriott interviews wellness experts and features their expertise in articles and podcasts on various platforms. A fun fact about her is she loves going barefoot, relishes foot robes and studied a mind-body methodology called footology many moons ago. Welcome to the podcast Mariette. Thank you Chris and thank you so much for having me. Yeah so what is footology I have to ask? Do you know? (laughs) I didn't know that was a thing.
1: No No more, I think, because the lady who created that um, methodology, she passed away long ago. Oh, no. Yeah, it's very sad. And there weren't many practitioners and I didn't really do it seriously. You know, it it was just just for fun. Just (laughs) for fun. But she taught us to read emotional issues from the feet. Yeah, you know, very interesting using uh, the reflexology foot chart and then the chakras and the sacred sacraments. And then also some information from the Kabbalah. So it was quite
0: interesting. Wow, very integrated. That's perfect for this podcast too. So can you share with my listeners a little more about yourself and your work?
1: Right. I always say I was born curious, Chris, which I think most children are. I was just very fortunate in that my parents thought it was a good thing if the kids were curious, and they also asked us questions. So I think that stuck with me. And eventually, after many years doing many other things, I started working as a part-time journalist when I was 35 years old. And then when I was 40, I got my dream job at a glossy women's magazine called Rui Ruisse. Nice. My, yeah, my mother tongue is Afrikaans and that means red roses in English. It was an old magazine. It originated in the second world war. So I think that's why oh. it had a fairly, you know, a bit of a sentimental title. I don't think that would roll today. But uh, I worked there for, for 20 years and then suddenly it closed down during lockdown. So that is when I came to the work I'm doing at the moment. Yeah.
0: So what inspired you to create a wellness podcast? Because there's lots of different areas you can go
1: into. Yes, uh, I was very lucky. I worked under two editors at the magazine who gave us sort of, well, not completely free reign, of course, but they let the journalists go in the direction that they were led to go into. And I liked the whole thing of relationships, emotional well-being and Personal growth, and you know, just basically looking at everything that stands in the way of our happiness and finding answers to that. And the wonderful thing was because it was such a, a well-regarded magazine here in South Africa, it was like saying open sesame. If you went to somebody and and said, "I'm from Royerusa, may I interview you?" They would usually say yes. So you know, I've just nice. think, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I. That was wonderful. The magazine has reopened uh, under oh. other publishers. Yeah, good it's news. It's been published. It is good news. It's been published by other publishers now, and I freelance for them a little now. But uh, yeah, those were different days. And yeah, then the interesting thing was that five years before the magazine closed down, um, I had a strange experience. That was in 2015. One night I woke up in the middle of the night with a live spider in my hair. And I have have to admit that the spider didn't make it. I'm very sorry about this. (laughs) I'm not sorry about it. (laughs) I got such a fright. And then I went back to sleep and I had the strangest dreams with weird symbolism. And I remember there were four birds of prey and they were very powerful. And I had all sorts of strange symbols in that dream. And the next morning when I woke up, I had this desire to start a digital platform for at that stage for young adults. Now I know you work with young adults. Yes. And and I just envisioned this Digital home where they could come to and get information and inspiration on, you know, relationships and their emotional health and that sort of thing. And that same week, I happened upon an online business course. Uh, it's Marie Forleo's B School. I don't know if you're familiar with Marie. have heard of that. No. Yeah, she's she's uh, um, an American, and I have a lot of respect for her. So being in South Africa, you know, the exchange rate isn't always the best. So I looked at this course and I thought, I can't really afford it, but it just, it just wouldn't go away. So what I did is that I went into my savings, I paid for this course and I started it, um, I think it was the next week or the week after. And I spent months. This course helps you craft your concept for an online business, uh, amongst other things. And this is what I did. I spent months going through the questions and the the projects and so on that one had to complete. And then it was done. And here I was with a concept, all dressed up and nowhere to go because I needed sponsors. And for some reason, I just never got around to finding people to sponsor this project and it petered out. And I was very disappointed and I was very angry with myself, you know, for for being so Week in air commerce, and then a very wise friend to me, uh, a wise friend said to me, "You know, maybe it's not meant to happen now, and maybe it's not meant to happen ever." So I accepted that, and I went on with my usual work. And then in 2019, Ruarose started a, a podcast platform called RR Radio. And that was a first in our magazine stable. So we had to make it up as we went along. But it was great fun. It was a a huge learning curve. I'm not one who's very fond of of tech. So I had to learn a lot of things. Mm -hmm. But that was so wonderful because just about a year later, the magazine closed down. And that was completely unexpectedly in COVID. And the strangest thing, once again... Uh, about two months before the magazine closed down, I, we have a, a pool in our backyard, and I fished a piece of plant material from the pool, and it was—it looked exactly like a deer's antlers, miniature antlers. Oh! And that reminded me of a fairy tale I'd written some years before, which is all about a princess that escapes from the castle where she's kept, sort of locked up, and she—she she and her horse just go away and they have all sorts of adventures and at one stage she meets a deer with these huge antlers and then she lands in a position where she can go neither forward nor backward Um, and that's all I want to say about the story at the moment the story is under about on my website and when I saw this piece of plant material I had an uncanny feeling that I was going to land in such a spot you know, sometimes you have these premonitions. Oh, and then, for sure. Yeah. And then two months later, we were on a Zoom call. Um, actually, the first Zoom call I'd ever been on because we didn't do that sort of thing until COVID. And we thought we were going to plan the next issue of the magazine. And lo and behold, we were told it was closing down. <laughs> oh, oh, no. So now, I, fortunately, I don't feel any pain about it anymore. But you can imagine oh, that this, it was yeah, really disappointing. Hard. But they are always gifts, not so. And uh, my children, I have three, I have two grown-up children and a son-in-law. And they immediately said to me, Since I had loved the podcast, they were going to help me launch a podcast series, and my son-in-law offered to build me a website. Lovely. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then I ca- I went back to Marie Folio's course and redid the course and developed my concept and that's a very long story, but that is how okay. this whole—that <laughs> is how the whole platform came about.
0: Yeah, what a journey! I'm sorry, I'm stuck on the spider part.
1: <laughs> Just, yes, I know, don't know, like spiders. But you—you you know that spiders are connected with webs. Yes. So, I thought that was a powerful piece of symbolism.
0: Yeah, that's so interesting. Then you had the dream too, and it's almost mm. like. Uh, I don't know the universe was trying to tell you something there and and then it's like you had that thought it's like you're very sensitive to things and can really pick up a lot.
1: Well, it's it's wonderful talking to you because having listened to quite a few of your podcasts oh, I thanks. know that you are open to this sort of thing. You know some people Yes. might might think, "Hmm, I wonder what she's smoking."
0: Oh no. <laughs> yes, we're very <laughs> accepting here and listeners are too. We, so it's it's if you say something like that, we're like, what? Tell us more. <laughs> we want to yes. hear. Very yeah. very excited about holistic things and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, oh, that's great. And I love your podcast too because it's it's so many different kinds of topics that you cover, and so many that, that cross over into the holistic realm too, which I was very excited about.
1: Yes, I used to write quite a lot about uh, mind body therapies, for instance, at oh, the magazine. Okay. Um, yeah, so that is something I learned a lot about. And maybe I should just tell the listeners that on my on my website, which includes all my podcasts and some articles, I have four sections. The one is love and intimacy, the one is parenting. One is emotional health, and then the last one is challenging yourself, which is therefore everything that doesn't fall under the other three categories, you know, (laughs) where I talk to life coaches and and that sort of thing and talk about life's challenges.
0: Oh, okay. But I like, yeah, the variety that you have too. And I I try to do that with this podcast too, because I talk about holistic strategies, but then talk about self-care, personal growth also, and also looking at business stuff. So- practice building. Cause, and I think that's holistic too. We look at different parts of people, isn't it?
1: Absolutely. You cover a wide range of topics and I really love the fact that you support therapists and, and other experts who would like to, to work in a, in a broader way. Yeah. you know, and, Yeah. Because I think, I think they re- that really is a direction that, that many people are moving into at the moment.
0: And it's really growing. I think there's a lot of people really wanting to go into this field. To mm. there's some degrees now with holistic therapy, which none of this existed when I went to college. <laughs> I don't where was that in, when I graduated 1995. But yeah, so yeah. that it's really growing and lots more interest. And in, you know, clients are asking for it too. They want to go to holistic providers. A lot of people and and it's just so wonderful to see all the growth and the openness out there and and there are open people I know you mentioned about that some people are judgmental but there's judgmental people but there's a lot of people that are that are very accepting and listen and, and I'm to the point with you know people that are judgmental then you're not my people
1: yeah <laughs> right yeah.
0: <laughs> and I will find the people that are my tribe and that's the whole point of this podcast too is to build that holistic community yes and you are doing so yes definitely Well, going back to your podcast, so how did you determine what kind of listeners that you wanted to reach?
1: I wouldn't have been able to do that if it hadn't been for Marie Forleo's, the course I did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did a lot of exercises and and thinking and so on. So it, it took me about nine months to get it all together. And I wouldn't say it's perfect, but I did my best, you know, because you really had to go deep. Uh, she has a viewpoint which I agree with, and that is that if you if what you do isn't heart centered, then you're going to struggle to find the the stamina to keep it up. Yes, I agree totally. Yeah,
0: I have experience with that too. Behind me, Sharon, because um, I started another podcast. Um, Nothing left to give. Um, in two th- in twenty twenty, of all times, um, but yeah, that and I, I realized that was for burned out healthcare providers, which you know I love to support, but my heart wasn't totally into it, and mm-hmm. I just had this need to like really break out and and I quit because I was like I just am not feeling it and really wanted to jump into more holistic areas and that that's where my my passion
1: is. Yeah, so I'm quite covering actually covering a very wide range with what I do. But there are two primary goals that I have with this podcast and then the articles I I write. Because when I was a journalist, people would come to me because I was writing about mental health and, and so on. They would come and say, oh, I'm looking for a psychologist or for a life coach. Could you refer me to someone? And I realized it's hard to find someone who resonates with you. Because, you know, your GP may may refer you, your best friend may tell you she goes to this person, but how do you choose that person? And I thought if you hear that person's voice, that's a very powerful way of getting a, well, not getting a look at them, you know, hearing them and not only the words that they say, but what matters to them and how they approach things. And you might perhaps discover that they've gone through the same challenge that you are facing. And to a a lesser extent, that's true of articles as well. And on my platform, on my website, I also write what I call up close and personal articles of some of the experts I interview because, uh, you know, if there's time and if they're willing, because I feel that a client wants to know who they are approaching. And if they if they can get a sense of that person, they can get comfortable approaching that person. And then, the strange thing is that my my whole platform came into being during COVID when we started doing a lot of online coaching and therapy.
0: Yeah, which is
1: amazing. Yeah, when it became commonplace. So I find that that wonderful that you can sit on the African continent and you have can have a coach or a therapist in North America, for instance.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's really connected people more in some ways.
1: Yeah. So, so that was my, that's my one primary goal. The other one is to help the experts get, get their voices and what they do onto a trusted platform. So I'm working hard to have my platform seen as trustworthy and you must earn trust as I'm sure you do. So that is why I do my best with you know, with everything I do and try to put across what, when I have a podcast guest, for instance, the important thing for me is to put across what they have to offer and to to spread the word about that.
0: So how did you decide on the name of
1: the podcast? (laughs) Oh, I had so many names. Whenever I got in the car and drove, I would think about names and then one day, this one came up, um, Calm, Clear, and Helpful, because unlike you, you have a very specific point that you are developing in your podcast, very specific, which is excellent. But I didn't find that when I was constructing my concept. So I came up with Calm, Clear, and Helpful, and my son-in-law who was developing my website, I said to him, this is my working title. And he said, but he liked it. <laughs> <So> <laughs> there you goes. <laughs> And I must admit that calm is the one thing I would love to be.
0: (laughs) But I think about the results of what you want, right? That people are looking for is that calm and something like a clear... To me, clear means like clear message and helpful information. I don't know if that's what you were trying to do. Yes, that's
1: exactly it.
0: Oh, okay, good.
1: You've you've got that right.
0: Okay. But yeah, I can see how people could really be like, oh, yeah, that's what I want (laughs) Yeah, and people could really want to jump in and what's this all about and learn more about it, right? Yeah. So how do you find your guests and decide what kind of topics you want?
1: Now, that was quite a challenge. Uh, ever since I started working at the magazine, I remember right at the beginning, they asked me to do, apart from articles, some snippet pages every month. You know, uh, yeah. there was one on parenting and one on emotional health. I don't quite remember. And the same wise friend who once said to me, maybe your platform isn't meant to be or to be now. I said to her, where on earth am I going to get enough information for these pages? And she said to me, well, just be open and let the information come to you. Mm -hmm. And that that was such good advice. And that's what I've been trying to do ever since. So when I started my podcasts, I first relied on the network of experts I built up during my time at the magazine. And they were wonderful. They were so willing to to take part. And then eventually I realized that one thing leads to another. So I have to be on Facebook and LinkedIn quite a lot and then Instagram now and then. And I find that that there are wonderful experts there. If one just keeps one's eyes open and then i also uh, freelance for some magazines some local magazines and when i page through through them i also get ideas for topics and guests so it's it's a question of of having your focus of having the right focus and always being on the lookout for someone and uh, the further i go the more the more guests come my way which i'm very grateful for
0: no i appreciate your process cuz that was similar road that i took too was who do i know right? When mm. I started and who can I reach out to? And one thing that I found helpful is to ask them, do you know anybody who might be interested in being a guest?
1: Yes. Yes. Referrals <laughs> are wonderful.
0: Yeah. That's a big one too. If anybody here that's listening and wants to do a podcast, that's one way to start too, is to really, you know, ask people and and you do got to ask, because I've only had probably two people I've ever said, nope, I'm not doing an interview, but most people are like, okay, we'll give it a try. And And I think, like you said, just going on social media, I read a lot. I connect with people on social media. I am always have my eyes and ears open, like you said, that word open. And if I hear even a friend talking about a topic, be like, huh, I wonder if that would be something good for the podcast, Mm. (laughs) right? And it's so
1: exciting, that discovery. It is, isn't it? Maybe this will work. Let's Google this person. And then you'll find someone and it's really exciting
0: yeah, I'm glad you mentioned LinkedIn because I haven't really gone on there, but that's a good idea too to look for people on there too, with different areas and things you hadn't thought of another way. Um, so
1: how does your podcast serve its listeners? I would like to think that in the first place, it would make them feel not so alone when they come to that yeah. platform and find that that the thing that has been bugging them, you know, actually has got a name. And there are experts who can help one cope with that. That is what I really hope. And then on the other hand, I also speak to people, apart from wellness experts, I speak to people who have overcome obstacles, often with the help of uh, therapy or coaching or that sort of thing. And they are also very inspirational. I'm one for, for new information. I love new information. So I really hope that the the people who visit my website and listen to my podcasts will be introduced to groundbreaking new therapies or tools, uh, which 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 will help them uh, in ways that that has uh, that uh, one never could have done before. You know, for instance, there's a, a new psychotherapy which is it started in about 2014 called brain working recursive therapy. I don't know if you've heard about I it. I have not heard of that. You have not heard about it? No. Nope. It's, very, it's very interesting. It was developed by um, a British man called Terence Watts, who has been in the world of therapy since 1989. He did many other interesting things before that. But he found a way for a therapist to operate in the cognitive gap between the brain's first responder circuit and the amygdala. So it changes the signal that the amygdala receives. And uh, I think it's revolutionary. So I've got quite a few podcasts and uh, an article or two about it on my website. But that excites me. You know, the ability to have something new and to to help introduce it to the world. So, yeah, that's one of the things that, that really floats my boat.
0: Yeah, that's really exciting too to... Be on the edge, because you, I'm, I'm a therapist, and I haven't heard of it. So, you, <laughs> so it's awesome that you are out there just promoting some of these new modalities. And
1: well, it has to come to you before you can promote it. So once yeah. again, that's, you know, that's the exciting part.
0: That's definitely something I gotta uh, listen to on your podcast. So, how do you manage all of it with all the moving parts of a podcast? <laughs> you laugh with, with grace, <laughs> with grace, and smile on your face.
1: Yeah. You know, it's no no with I ask for grace. (laughs) You know, um, when you're a new entrepreneur, you have to do everything yourself in, in the beginning, which on one hand is wonderful because I do miss working as part of a team. We had a wonderful team at the magazine, but there you tend to to do one or two or three things. And now I suddenly have to do the this, this social media myself and I have to do all the admin and, and that sort of thing. But that's a way to grow. It, it offers new avenues for expression. For instance, when I, I have to look for stock picks that I use on my website and I enjoy that. I've never done that before. That's fine. Yeah. So, so I find, you know, even editing the podcast, which can be such a... I don't true, know how you do that. <laughs> <laughs> I I I really hope to get someone to help at some stage. But, you know, uh, I do find that there's a rhythm to the different types of tasks that one does when you have a podcast and you have to do it all your own. Uh, For instance, researching new guests and researching modalities and that sort of thing and then designing the frameworks because I like to send my guests frameworks with their questions before we do the interview they can stick to it, or we sometimes we don't stick to it, but just to make me feel pre- prepared and to help them prepare if they if they wish to. So that sort of thing really takes a lot of um, brain energy. But then editing a podcast doesn't, and looking for a stock pick doesn't, uh, and social media doesn't necessarily take a lot of brain power. So I find that there's quite a, a nice rhythm to doing all these things. And some things I do when I'm feeling fresh and some things I do when I'm, I, I don't have that much energy left.
0: Oh, I haven't thought of it that way. The things that are, I guess, I hate to say mindless, but
1: are, yeah. that take
0: less energy to really look at those. Yeah. Cause some things I do find energy wise is like looking for pictures. That's fun. That, that gives me a little energy, a little boost or you know, I do a lot of social media. And to me, that's fun. I like engaging with people. I like, you know, f- seeing what people are posting, what kind of new reels are out there. And, and mm. I'm on TikTok now. <laughs> so I'm Oh, wonderful. Yeah, it's fun. Now, you have, inspire me. I have a lot of fun with these videos. You know, I never thought I was I never liked videos, but then once I discovered Reels and TikTok, I was like, "This is kind of cool." So I just I kind of copy some people (laughs) what they do. Um, just give inspiration from others, and then I just kind of make it my own. And it's a to me, it's like a creative process.
1: It is. It is very creative. So I'm going to look at what you're doing on TikTok, and maybe you'll give me the platform at (laughs) some stage. Oh, you have to let me know what you think. Mm, I will.
0: Yeah. So but I think that, that well, because TikTok's the number one um social media right now out there that more and more people are it's not just young teenagers anymore. It's it's all mm. different ages and and there's more and more therapists on there. So that's why I thought it would be a good platform for me too to to get on there. And and I've already connected with a lot of people on there that are interested in holistic stuff. So I didn't know that. So oh, yeah, good. So I'm
1: discovering something tonight. <laughs>
0: Open it up. And I know we started to chat before Um, we hit record too, that, you know, I just don't want to do editing. I have no interest. I tried it and I get too stressed out and I'm like, uh, so yeah. So, but to think about, you know, hiring out for some things when you can, we can afford to. And cause it's, it's a lot. When I first took, I took a training for podcasting before I went into it. Cause I really wanted to educate myself and mm. I did what you did. It took me a long time. I took probably like eight months just to really research and learn and study and figure out what kind of audience do I want? How do I want to do this? And I took my time. And I think, I think it's wise to do that. I mean, you can just Mm -hmm. jump in, but for me, I just wanted to get the background and sort out what, what is all and all that's involved. Cause it's not for, if you have no time at all, it's really going to be hard to get it started. You really do got to make time. Like I told you that I have one day a week, that's my podcasting day. So I don't see clients. I focus mostly on that. And figure out my systems and processes for getting it all done and and once the wheelhouse is is really integrated and works together then then it works well but of course when something breaks down <laughs> when mm. something's not working, you know then we gotta backtrack but but once you can get things in order I think and get it rolling you know it, it can work pretty
1: well yes and there's always someone to ask that's true too. I got uh, some Udemy courses on podcasts as gifts from my children. Oh, and and that helped good. a lot. Yeah. And then there's always someone to ask. So so I'm a great one for, for reaching out and asking, even though I may be shy at times. But, you know, sometimes if you just ask one person one question, you're not going to to drain them too much.
0: Right. Yeah. And there's, and there's some good uh, Facebook groups too for podcasters and mm. that mm. you can ask questions and just, you know, cause, and, and just knowing that a lot of your questions are probably a lot of other people have the same questions. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's hard if, you know, this isn't just your primary job in life is podcasting. If you have another full-time job, of course it makes it more challenging.
1: Yeah. I take my hat off to anyone who does that. Yeah, for sure. Mm.
0: So I guess speaking of challenges, so what is challenging for you as you keep up with your
1: podcast? I think what you just mentioned is is time, having enough time. And I've tried various things. And what I've found is that, well, I'm sure you're often talking about gratitude, but focusing on on what energizes me and when I get really tired, making a, a gratitude list and then self-care is the other thing. Oh yeah. Uh, which which you also stress quite a lot. And that that keeps one at it. That is the one challenge. I think the deadlines is, is quite difficult. But then uh, for me, another one was developing an entrepreneurial mindset and I'm still learning. I still have so much to learn. Of course. You know, coming from, from a place where you receive a salary every month and you're part of a team to a place where you have to do it all yourself. That is quite daunting. But on the other hand, it's invigorating because you can decide what you want to do. Isn't that great? That is great. <laughs> I know.
0: To me, that's the freedom. That's why I love private practice and being my own boss.
1: Yeah, and then sometimes you have practical Challenges like in South Africa, we have load shedding. I don't know if you even know that. (laughs) (laughs) That that means that there are times when you don't have electricity. So there's oh, okay, yeah, there are phases, there are eight phases. When it's in phase one or two, it's okay, you know, you maybe lose two and a half hours a day when you don't have electricity, but sometimes it it goes to, to other phases. And, uh, yeah, that's a long story. I won't go into that's that. That's okay. I'll just,
0: I'll just say. <laughs> we take that for granted in America.
1: Yeah, exactly. So so if you don't, we're very lucky in our home, we have an inverter. So I, I, I can carry on and uh, with my work. But if I have to interview someone who doesn't, then I have to wait for a time oh. that they don't have load shedding. And sometimes the phases are changed, not even overnight, but within an hour. You just get a notification that we are now going from phase two to phase three. So, yeah, that's sort of practical. That
0: sounds really aggravating if you're trying to do a podcast too. Oh.
1: Well, so far, so far, so so good. So, um, yeah, I'm just saying that that there are challenges that yeah. one doesn't foresee, And then tech, of course. I think you must have a go-to person for tech.
0: Because you said it's been difficult for you.
1: Well, it's just because I don't trust myself around it. But I, I found, I did find that as, as that the more I work with it, the more I, I learn. Yeah. You know, one day I asked my son a question and he's very gentle. He said, mom, you know, I'm also just going to Google that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's funny.
1: <laughs> so from then on. I, I've now, when I've got a question, I first Google, and when I can't, then I ask somebody else. <laughs> you don't know, ask Google. <laughs> Google knows, yeah. right?
0: <laughs> yeah, that, well, that's it, isn't it? It's just, I think it's having that patience to learn and that openness. And yeah, because I know, like my dad, I know my, he gets so frustrated in learning technology sometimes. And but yeah, when you're not used to it, it can be intimidating.
1: What do you find in a, in your podcast, the, the biggest challenge? I think sometimes uh,
0: finding some guests, because usually I've, I've fortunately have been very lucky and a lot of guests that I can get on the podcast, but I had a dry spell that happened this summer that was really mm. bad. I almost had to like, oh my God, I got to do all solo episodes because I, I mm. couldn't get any guests and I was down to like, down to the wire. I was like, what is going on? So, you know what I did? I went on my uh, Facebook group. I have a Facebook group for the podcast and I was like, help, <laughs> I need guests. Mm. So then, yeah, I booked up, right? I mean, my gosh, I had people reach out. And so again, it's asking for help, isn't it? That That's was
1: a wonderful idea.
0: Oh, I was very stressed out because I yeah. was going out of the country for two weeks and I didn't mm. have enough. I wanted to, you know, just get everything, take care of. and But yeah, these people helped me out. I had therapists are wonderful people. And Mm. I had many, many people all through book through October. This was in July. I was just like, whew, thank God. Mm. So yeah, Mm. sometimes getting the right guests and... Because I do have people that reach out to be on the podcast, but if they're not appropriate, I'm going to tell them. I'm like, "Eh, no, I don't think that's appropriate for the show. And um, But sometimes, like I said, systems that break down or something's not working with my tech or... You know, um, I have Zencaster, which is where you can record podcasts for those that are interested in podcasting. That's just something you can look into, but sometimes it doesn't work. (laughs) So Sometimes Zoom doesn't work. Sometimes I've had problems disconnecting or who knows, but yeah, just, you got to manage that and know what to do. And to me, that's stressful.
1: Yes, I I agree. To me, that's the most stressful thing. Not the questions I'm going to ask, but whether all the tech will run... Well, because I don't want to waste their time, you know? Yeah, yeah.
0: But yeah, and the questions too, I, I take time to do some research and yes. learn the guests and figure out the best questions. And, but when I first started, I was just like a wreck. Like, <laughs> mm. first started, because I was like, I've never done this before. I was like, over, over planned. And it. it's like, you don't have to. And I, I've learned over the years just to relax into it and just you know, plan a little bit, but then just allow some of it to happen. And organically, some of the questions
1: will come. Yes. And that really comes through on, on your podcast, you know? Oh, good. i was I'm glad. It must be all that yoga.
0: It is. <laughs> <laughs> I did some this morning. Yes. Every day, yoga and meditation. Actually, I'm doing, I don't know if you've heard of brain
1: spotting. Um, I it's have. A, I've actually, I had some yeah. therapy when when the oh. magazine closed down. I went to someone who did brain spotting. Yes. It's I all over very, the world. <laughs> very yeah. impressed with that.
0: So I do some self brain spotting. I've been doing that with no, the brain, brain spotting bilateral music you can listen to on um, Spotify or YouTube. And uh, it's really healing. It's just so uh, Love it so much, but it's just so effective and and helpful, and it can be a good part of your self care
1: too. My goodness, and um, you have to be trained to do self brain spotting. Um,
0: a little bit, but it's anybody can do it. Really, it's just you know, with brain spotting, it's all about your eye position and it's connecting to whether some trauma or other issues you're going to in the brain, and that's a simplified version. But but yeah, it's just finding with uh, if you're doing self spotting, finding what's called the resource spot. So noticing a place in your body you feel calm and then connecting with that and then finding an eye position that correlates with that. And sometimes it's just what we call gaze spotting, just allowing your eyes to fall where they want to fall. Do I feel more calm looking to the left or the right? And it's just kind of looking around your room and just seeing where your eyes want to go. But don't overthink it. I have a lot of overthinkers Mm. (laughs) as clients. Don't overthink. So it's just trusting, right? Your eyes just, your brain wants to heal.
1: That makes a lot
0: of sense. Yeah, but I have an episode on that and I can't remember the number, but yeah, I have... Um,
1: I'll, I'll go look.
0: Yeah, I'm Authenticity curious. and Self-Spotting with uh, Cynthia Schwartzberg. So yeah, she's she was my teacher. She's amazing. And
1: mm-hmm. that's a
0: great episode to, to get some more information on that too, uh, which is, again, another self-care. But, but yeah, I think there's challenges, like you said too, with time. Just sometimes it's like when things come up that I have to manage and figure out and But I think I've done pretty well with that to get the systems in place.
1: Yes, I think one should just go into it knowing that there will be challenges. That's true too. And what are the benefits for you? For me? Oh, I get to discover things and to connect with people. I think that basically sums it up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's such a lot of freedom, really, in being able to like you now mentioned the brain spotting. Now I'm curious about, especially about self brain spotting. And as you say, you know, the eyes know where they want to go for the for, the, for brain yes. to relax. So now that interests me. And now I can go and find somebody who is an expert on that and talk to them about that. And and I can learn and then I can share it with, with the listeners who are interested and, and it helps them too. Absolutely me it's it's a wonderful win-win situation that it also helps the person who's the expert who's talking about it because maybe they will get some clients
0: yeah true yeah big connection with that and but I think you're right that's I've learned so much through my guests and and isn't it amazing all the people I can connect to all over the world <laughs> yes. people I would never run into in normal life that's what I think is amazing
1: yeah yeah and I mean I was sitting before we started thinking that I'm talking to you right across the Atlantic Ocean. It's, I know, <laughs> you know that it it's mind-boggling.
0: It is for sure. And and speaking of which, when we have a podcast, we can see where people are listening around the world. And I'm like, how does somebody yes. in like Dubai listen to my podcast? It's just like mind-blowing. Yes, yes, all over.
1: I, I actually have a map, and I I go and put stickers on the different. Do you countries. really? That's a good idea. Yes, yes, because you must celebrate. And um, I do tend to yeah. forget to do that. And and that that's a celebration.
0: It is, it really is. It's just phenomenal to know the reach that you can have with this. And the kind people who actually listen, you know. Yes, thank you to everybody around the world who listens. Yes, for yes. sure. So what would you say would be the first steps for someone who might be listening, who w- might want to start a podcast?
1: I think uh, to define the topic... Uh, or or the the angle. And I would say it's something you must have some knowledge of, and something that really interests you. And as I said, it must be, it must be driven from the heart. So um, I think it should be defined very carefully. And maybe you can get someone, you can do a course to help you define your area or a coach maybe, because I think it's difficult to just do it off the top of your right. head. But I, I suppose I suppose it depends on on what your aim is. But if if your aim is to turn the world into a better place, I think it's worthwhile taking some time to refine your concept.
0: Absolutely. So what's the best way for listeners to find you and learn more about you? They can
1: come to my website, which is uh, Mariette Sneiman, it's my name, dot ZA for South Africa. Uh, they can get me on Facebook, Mariette Sneiman Journalist. And then I love being on LinkedIn, which is just my name, Mariette Sneiman. And on Instagram, seventy three. I will put all those in the show notes as well. But I
0: want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Marriott. This was a lot of fun.
1: Thank you, Chris. And thanks for having me. And it was so nice talking to a fellow podcast. Yes, it was I, great. And I must say, I'm looking forward to having you on my show. And then we're going to talk about what is a holistic counseling practice. Yes, so I'm, I'm excited too.
0: And to my listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in today and your support means so much so, but please continue to support the podcast and share this episode today with a colleague or on your social media. This is Chris McDonald sending each one of you much light and love. Till next time. Take care. If you're loving this show, will you rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform? This can help us to reach more holistic therapists and bring even more impactful guests to the show. And once again, thanks for being a show supporter.